This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A battle for the East Division lead goes to Washington Tuesday. Alex Ovechkin dials up more history. And the Devils finally win at home and they do it at the expense of the Buffalo Sabres. Today's Wednesday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody, and welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, perhaps one of the guttiest wins we have seen out of the Capitals this season. You've played two and two. You get goals from your top line after you had a lot of guys contribute over the course of the last 13, 14, 15 games and a big win over the Islanders to take over first place in a Mass Mutual East division. Yeah, coming off the win over the Buffalo Sabres on Monday night, get into the D.C. area, maybe at uh, an undesirable hour, you could say, whereas the New York Islanders were the rested bunch and winners of nine straight themselves. I like what Peter Laviolette had to say before the game, John, setting the stage, essentially saying Capitals, it didn't matter what the schedule was. This was a game they ought to be amped up for. And with a couple of days off now before facing the Rangers on Friday night, Thought was you could leave it all out there tonight against the New York Islanders. And after a sluggish start, Nelia Samsonov, credit to him for keeping the Capitals in it early on, keeping it a scoreless game. Really, the final 40 minutes of this game, John, there was a lot to like from a Capitals perspective. Took advantage of the few mistakes the Islanders made in this one, a turnover, a couple of ill-advised penalties. And the Capitals, when they had that two-goal lead, uh, they pretty much uh, clamped down and locked it down themselves from there. So a lot to like. And again, doing it with a shorthanded roster, 11 forwards, still no Eller and Tom Wilson continuing to serve that suspension. Incredible that the Capitals now, in the absence of Tom Wilson, 6-0, and six straight wins as they defeat the New York Islanders last night. And Peter Laviolette more or less saying the same in postgame. We were really good in the last 40 minutes. You know, the first 20 minutes, we relied too much on our goaltender. The last 40 were really good. The second period, I thought we were excellent and then kept battling away. In the, in the third, it was a, you know, that was, it was a tough, tough stretch of games on the road to come home for the, for the one back to back at home here was um, challenging. And I thought our guys responded really good when the chips were down. I think we played our best and played our hardest. Ben, last night, it was Alex Ovechkin's show, of course. It always seems to be history-making on a Tuesday, and why not? 718 goals. He passes Phil Esposito for sixth all-time. Only five names are left in front of him. And just because that's not enough history, how about 1,300 points as the odometer turns over there? Just another incredible performance, and we savor everything that this man gives us. It's just incredible what he does. And now with only five guys in front of him on the all-time goals list, hopefully a lot more yet to come. Man, the 35th player to hit the 1,300-point plateau. And yes, passing Phil Esposito, sixth most goals in NHL history, and now just 13 behind Marcel Dion for at least a share of fifth most in league history. So the milestones are continuing to come up, and he continues to pass them and continues to pass Hall of Famers along the way. And I think also, John, of note right now in the here and now, and the history is, is one thing, but for the here and now, goals in four straight games, five of his last six. He had the patent one-timer last night for that milestone marker. His first one-timer from the left face-off circle on the power play, if you could believe that this year, that he was able to cash in on. But an encouraging sign after, based on the high standards we have for Ovechkin, 
a little bit of a lackluster first half. It's understood now that he was dealing with a few things, not only the COVID absence, but a few other physical issues along the way. And it certainly seems as they get into the second half of the season now that he's starting to hit his stride, certainly. And this is a very encouraging uh, sample size now that continues to grow. And and real, real quick, John, you've got Ovechkin playing well. You've got Kuznetsov, at least the past couple of games, trending in the right, right direction. You've got a healthy Ilya Samsonov showing himself uh, better and better each game. This one, arguably his best of the season so far. They've hit the halfway point of the season atop the division. And again, case could be made for some of their headliners. Best is still ahead of them. And that is a really, really encouraging sign. It is. And on the subject of that, as we switch gears to guys not named Ovechkin, TJ Oshie at even strength. It's been a struggle this year. Only one goal at five on five coming in. Leads the team in power play goals but only one at five-on-five. Nice to see him be able to chip in and get a five-on-five goal. Hopefully there's more where that came from. You could put him in that mix as well, exactly. He had a good first half. He was asked to do a lot of different things, filled in at center, et cetera, et cetera, defensive responsibilities galore, but at the end of the day also paid to find the back of the net. And yes, two even strength goals, up to seven tallies overall in the year. And I like the tweak, John, that Peter Laviolette made last night against the Islanders in the second period, flipping Evgeny Kuznetsov and Nicholas Backstrom, just as far as the centers within the top six. And soon after making that change, Ovechkin and Oshie playing with Kuznetsov. Those three went the other way in transition, a three-on-one odd man rush after an Islanders turnover. But that little tweak there seemed to do the top six a lot of good, got them going offensively a little bit as well. You alluded to this a little bit already, and Peter Laviolette mentioned it in his post game as well. As far as goaltending goes in this two games in two-night stretch, Ilya Samsonov was needed very much in his first period. The Islanders were coming like hellfire in the first 20 and did an incredible job of forechecking, gave the Capitals almost nothing, had the better of the scoring chances. As you heard in the comment from the coach a few moments ago, loved what he saw in the last 40 minutes. Maybe not so much in the first 20. That was on Samsonov. He got the job done. And that on the heels of what Vitek Vanacek did in Buffalo and getting his first shutout. So, again, in two games and two, the Capitals have both rookie goalies trotted out, and look what they do. They end up uh, doing pretty incredible things, as it turns out. And Ilya, with a few games last year, of course, in behind Braden Holtby, Vitek Vanacek getting his first taste of NHL action this year, and both of these guys right now, that's why the Caps are where they are. They're at the top of the division among the very best in the NHL because they are getting the goaltending. We can only hope that that continues. Doesn't always go according to plan, but this right now, this is a, an ideal situation. This is if you're Brian McClellan, if you're Peter Laviolette, you can't ask for anything more than this, right? Goaltending coach Scott Murray, you want the goaltenders pushing each other. You want them bringing out the best in each other in competition. I'm not suggesting the only reason they each won this week is because the other was doing well, but certainly doesn't hurt to, to push each other in that manner. And Vanacek, we acknowledged on Monday night that it was good for him after he had been sitting for a few days to come back and remind everyone, hey, I'm still around. I'm still in this mix. I could still be counted on uh, if needed. And for Ilya Samsonov in turn to, to come back the following night, last night, and, and to show himself as well as he did. Again, I, I keep saying it. It was his best game. And he had had issues. He has had issues in some of his earlier starts. So maybe the bar wasn't especially high. But for him to have had this start now against the Islanders with first place in the division at stake, you hope it's something he could build on because he was really good. He wasn't tested a whole lot in terms of volume, but the quality chances that the Islanders had, again, especially early on when the game was still scoreless, 
He did a good, good, a great job. Samsonov did. And now with back-to-backs against the Rangers, have to figure they split him. And just a matter of who starts Friday, who goes Saturday. Yeah, you've got another two and two right away. But kind of to that point, Ben, about what is to come. Five games on the homestand remain. Great start against the Islanders. There are two teams that you will see in these next five games. The New York Rangers and New Jersey Devils. Both on the outside looking in. and Both teams that... These are not the must-wins. These are the auto-wins, as you like to say. Auto-wins, yes. Do the work on this homestand, and you find find yourself in a pretty good position to win the Mass Mutual East and maybe contend for a President's Trophy here. If you can take care of this stretch, you're only going to have about 20-some games to go, not just over 20 games to go. And with any luck on the out-of-town scoreboard, just do your job. Just get it done on this homestand against the teams you should beat, and you're going to be in really good shape. Yeah, curious to see how they respond against the New York Rangers starting on Friday night, uh, a Rangers team, which I think the Capitals owe them one or two. The, the Rangers have actually given the Capitals a tough time going back a few weeks ago, uh, winning uh, a game at Madison Square Garden pretty handedly and doing the same at, at Capital One Arena a few weeks ago. Rangers have given the Capitals a tough time with some speed there, and that even goes back uh, to last season, Panarin and Zabinijad, and they've been a handful. They've been a little bit of a thorn in the Capitals' side, so we'll see how they do with the two and two, and if you get past Friday, I'm sure the Capitals will be revved up and energized come Saturday night. When the old 43 car is ready to go, that engine will be revved up. Uh, it, it might be back-to-back for both the Caps and Rangers, but you know a fresh Tom Wilson will be ready to, to hit a few bodies and, and, and crash and bang and deliver as well. So uh, a number of things to look forward to, but uh, I am curious to see how they handle a Rangers bunch, which you know below them in the standings, but have given the Capitals uh, a little bit of a, ch- a challenge, certainly so far this season. One of the things I'm sure we'll touch on later in the week is what do you do with Daniel Sprong? He's done an unbelievable job in the absence of Tom Wilson. Hopefully uh, he's got a place here sometime before too long. So a breather coming up, a couple of days off, game Friday with the Rangers. Let's take a look now at what happened around the Mass Mutual East Division last night. It was a huge win, Ben, for the Boston Bruins, and boy, do they need it. Trent Frederick with a game-winning goal, bees down Pittsburgh 2-1 to one in regulation. Boston needed to get back on track. Big win for them last night. They did. That's a four-point swing against Pittsburgh. They were in danger, the Bruins were, of potentially falling as many as seven points behind Pittsburgh for third place in the division. So the Bruins instead get the win, close the gap a little bit. They pull within three of Pittsburgh, and they move three points clear of Philadelphia. I know you'll have the full standings in a moment. I'm jumping ahead, but a big, big win for uh, the Bruins, especially when you consider the potential point swing they avoided. And in a game that is played because the schedule says they have to, the Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils, the Devils rally from a goal down and break their 11-game home losing streak. That's tough to do in the NHL to lose 11 straight home games, but the Devils did. It does not go any further. They beat the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, those poor Sabres, 3-2. to two. By all accounts in this game, The Sabres had a lot of heart. They had a lead. They had Jeff Skinner getting a second goal of the season, but they couldn't pull it off. And Ben, now the losing streak for the Sabres at 12 straight games. Outscored 48 to 19 over this 12 game stretch. John, I've heard it said before they are due. They are due to get out of this. You would have thought maybe in New Jersey with a lead in the second period, it was their night. Not meant to be Miles Wood, the eventual game winner for the Devils, and the struggles continue in Western New York. 
So the standings look like this as you wake up on this St. Patrick's Day. The Capitals by percentage points in first place over the Islanders. Both teams with 42 points. The Pittsburgh Penguins, despite their loss last night at 37. Boston at 34. Philadelphia at 31. Still on the outside looking in, but only three out of a playoff spot. The New York Rangers, who will be here on Friday, have 26. Caps Rangers Friday at 7. Ben's got you covered with the pregame starting at 4 o'clock with Caps Game Day at Network Air at 645. I hope you're wearing green today, Ben, and I hope you have a terrific St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.